Welcome to a new episode of the Cigar Snob Podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Calvino and Ivan Ocampo. Hey, everybody. We are back. How do you guys uh, feel? How do you feel, Ivan? Howdy, partners. How's it going? Pretty good, man. We got the new setup. Pretty jacked. Uh, thank you, Jasper. Thank you for that uh, wonderful, raspy-voiced intro. Warm welcome. Yes, yes. All right, so uh, so what do we got today? We have uh, we have a new cigar we're smoking. Uh, what else we got? We have the state of the world, right? Things that are going on right now that are... Plenty of it. Quite a bit of it. Some of it very sad. Uh, and then we've got, you know, we've got uh, things opening back up in the country and travel and, and things of that nature and this crazy drive-through phenomenon. I, I don't know if other people are feeling the same thing, but we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to that, but first, uh, we'll cut to the first break. So, what do you say, Jasper? Take it away. Brothers Billy and Gus Fakie, former owners of the Cigar Inn retail shops in New York City, have put their years of experience serving a broad range of cigar smokers into their new cigar company, Artesano del Tobacco. Their first release, Viva La Vida, is a Nicaraguan puro produced at the A.J. Fernandez factory. Viva La Vida is available in five Vitolas a 6.5 by 54 Torpedo, a 6 by 54 Toro, a 6 by 60 Gran Toro, a 5 by 54 Robusto, and a limited edition Diademas Finas, which is a beautifully made Perfecto that's 6.5 by 52. Prices range from $10.50 for the Robusto up to $14.50 for the limited edition Diademas Finas. The cigars are not only made by A.J. Fernandez, but also distributed by him as well. Viva La Vida cigars are only available at brick-and-mortar cigar shops, so ask your local dealer for Viva La Vida or look them up at artesanodeltobacco.net. You can also connect with them via their Facebook and Instagram at Artesano Del Tobacco. All right, so are we ready for, uh, for some cigar talk first? Let's do it. What do you say? What are we smoking today? All right, so we are smoking, uh, today we're smoking the Viva La Vida Robusto. Viva La Vida. Viva La Vida. You went too fast on it. Ooh, too, yeah, yeah, your tempo was off. Your beats per minute were off there. Too quick. Uh, but, so, you've heard of Viva La Vida, obviously, if you heard the ad that just ran a moment ago. And so we, we've, uh, we've been running the Viva La Vida ad. Those guys are, are awesome. But today we decided to actually smoke the cigar. Uh, I think we did it once before, but it was a long time ago. So we got the Viva La Vida Robusto made at A.J. Fernandez Factory, right? So it is a Nicaraguan cigar. Uh, it's actually a Nicaraguan puro. So the wrapper, uh, binder, and filler are all from Nicaragua. This is a 5x54, and the price is around ten forty-five, give or take, depending on uh, your tax situation in your state and, and things of that nature. What, do you, what are your initial thoughts of the cigar, Ivan? Um... I know those dudes over at Viva La Vida, and I trust their um, cigar opinions since they've been in the cigar game for quite a while now. No doubt. And they, they know what sells. They know what people like. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. And this one um, looks cool. Love the like, artwork on it. Yeah, you like the, the jester. Yeah. Uh, so the appearance is a little dark, so I'm expecting a little uh, something with a little oomph. And I, when I light it, I think I get it. I definitely feel it. Right out of the gate, it it does. It has it has a a good bit of pepper as it opens up, uh, but I think it's it's balanced. It has uh, it has that leather and cream. Uh, uh, there's a little bit of woodsiness to it. 
that I like. I think it, I think the wood is more akin to like an oak uh, to me. Uh, but this is, I mean, I literally just, we, we just started it, right? We're yeah. like an eighth of an inch in. So let's, uh, let's come back to the cigar after we've, uh, chatted a bit about what's going on in the world. But before we talk about what's going on in the world, first in our world, uh, how do we sound? Hopefully you can hear me this time. Yeah. It did sound like you were like hiding under the table in the last episode <laughs> while talking. All right. So Underwater, a, a bit, under the table. A bit of a disclaimer. We checked all the audio. We did. Before it we started. Sounded, it sounded fine when we By started. the way, Nick, bring the microphones back. Those <laughs> things were on point. Okay. We, we, we ordered some cheap ones. And it didn't work out last week. We upgraded though. We upgraded because now good. we're now we're. Kicking. You can keep those damn mics, Nick. <laughs> but yeah, it sounded like I was talking out of the parking lot. We did this whole show, and after we were done and we listened to it, it was like, "Where's Ivan?" I know, but it was such a good show that we still wanted to run it, right? We didn't want to waste it. Yeah, yeah. So, so. Uh, and it was Jasper's first show. It was. We couldn't. We couldn't uh, like recreate that. There was there was some magic in that moment. Like to get some feedback from everybody. To find out what they think of our new compadre. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what people think, but I know I love them. Yeah, me too. So, I, uh, what? What's that, Jasper? I like the cut of your jib. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking Jasper. He's awesome. Um, so anyway, yeah. Upgrade on the, on the audio. Uh, we got more upgrades coming on other things, but, uh, in the meantime, uh, let's talk about the 800 pound gorilla, right? Uh, in the room, we've got the country is upside down in right flux. Now. Things are things are bad. Uh, protest everywhere. Obviously, starting uh, after George Floyd's death. It's uh, still not over Corona. Not even. It's not George Floyd. I shouldn't. We shouldn't say it that way. It's not George Floyd's death. It's George Floyd's murder. Right. 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 Uh, it, it was obvious. It was disgusting. Uh, for me, it's something that's very painful. We don't talk a lot about these kinds of painful topics uh, on our show or in our magazine. We don't do that too much because, uh, you know, our platform is here to entertain and to be fun. But I, we just can't. I can't talk. I can't not talk about this. Right. It's uh, it's such a painful moment. Uh, I agree with the protest. I think you have to uh, you have to protest. There's when it gets to this point, you have to do something right. You have to call attention to what's going on. And uh, and I agree with it. Obviously, don't agree with the looting and the rioting and all of that. But I don't think that the looting and the rioting is coming from the protesters. Mm-hmm. I think that in the majority of cases, uh, all the looting and riot uh, rioting is coming from all these other extremist groups that are looking to divide us as a country. Uh, when you look at the protest, the people protesting are African-American there's white, there's Asian, there's Hispanic. Everybody's sort of united in this. Which and then we should have, be. Yeah. Of course. We should be. But the po- the politics involved yep. and all the media, it's just a it's become a power struggle when it should be a time when we all should be united and yep. everybody agrees on the same thing. This officer should be paying a very grave price for what he did. Yeah, and and thankfully uh recently uh he was uh arrested and charged with second degree murder and and his uh, and the other three police officers who were or ex police officers who were on the scene were also charged. They were charged with uh, aiding and abetting a second degree murder. So I'm praying that those those counts stick. That they don't, uh, you know, lawyers have a way of uh, 
of making some of these things slippery. So hopefully, hopefully he's uh, he's charged and and put away, uh, and, and we don't have to deal with this uh, at least from that guy, and and it serves as a lesson, right? Yeah. Otherwise, that's that's a, another day I'm fearing is the day of the verdict. I hope that everything, as you said, uh, yeah, gets charged correctly against them. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is a very difficult time. This is an even difficult time for police officers. You know, there's a lot of people there that are that are putting their lives on the line. Uh, I've seen short little women, you know, with shields uh, protecting, uh, you know, uh, shopping malls across the country. It's it's a scary sight there. Yeah, and uh, uh, you know what? There were some some interest, interesting instances of protesters protecting. Uh, protecting shops from looters and rioters, right? Uh, there was a case in Minneapolis where some protesters showed up to uh, block the looters from from uh, destroying a cigar shop, and so that was that was uh, you know good on those guys uh, for doing that. And their words when they interviewed them, they said uh, something to the effect of, "You know, we're here to support the protesters and protect the store." Right. I get. I, I don't know much, but I think that those guys were were customers of the store, and they didn't want to see it damaged. Uh, I don't think it was the owners of the store, but uh, and there's been here in Miami we had that right on Sunday we had some protest and and Mayor Jimenez called out the uh, the protesters who were protecting I think it was a CVS or a Walgreens uh, from looters because it's just. I hope it doesn't get to that point where we have to start protecting our own stuff with like firearms. You know, I mean, that's a dangerous situation if we ever yep. get to that point. Hopefully we can all, you know, quell our differences and, and get on the right on the right foot. Because I still think that, I mean, you can support police and not be a racist, you know. Of that, course. But for some reason, I think the media is putting us all into these like two S- sort of polarizing polarized it. Yeah. teams, which is which is wrong. I think we can all agree that again what what happened in Minneapolis was wrong and should never we should never witness anything like that again but yet we have you know the police you know supporting our our communities and we should support them too you know it's a, it's a tough spot that we're in yeah and you know it's one of those things where i remember when i i watched it i watched the video i had just woken up by the way i can't watch it and i haven't watched it i know but i didn't know this it had right. just happened and I'm on Twitter in the morning. I woke up, had my coffee, and I just checked Twitter to see what's going on. And I saw that video, and I couldn't believe it. I just, I, it made me sick. It, it, I mean, my day was like, I can't believe that guy did that. How do you just step on another human being's neck uh, till he's lifeless? I couldn't like that. I can't do. I can't watch it. Like, just I heard all the so news, scary. and I'm like, I cannot watch something so barbaric like that i can't and unfortunately you know it puts uh it puts police officers in a bad light when we know that the overwhelming majority of police officers are good people who are here to protect and serve uh and this just disgusting human being uh you know did that i I couldn't uh, like i said i just i haven't been able to watch it again after that phrase it just like it turned my stomach i i so you know i i i grew up in a in a pretty a uh, rough neighborhood where there was uh, a lot of racial tension, and I I came out of that neighborhood with an appreciation uh, for the diversity of the city, and 
and so for me it hurts so much right so i don't know it's it's a it's a it's a tough situation but uh, you know what the healing i think starts when they put these guys away i hope i think if they don't put them away we haven't done any all of this was for nothing that's that's my my two like the two things coming it's been a shitty year and by the way one of the best memes that i've ever seen is i saw this back to the future meme Hmm. And it's it's the, it's the professor it's the professor telling Marty Marty whatever you do don't go back to 2020. <laughs> That's good call. <laughs> you know because it's been a horrible year. Oof. So the two days that I'm not looking forward to are, are the day is the day that these guys have to go to court and the verdict gets decided in this case. I don't I don't know if it's if we're whatever the verdict is unless it's like the f- full extent of the law which I hope he gets. I hope the guy gets. Everything you can dish everything, out at this. Everything that Minneapolis course, can throw at him. Everything he, they can throw at him. Yeah. I hope he gets. Uh, that day, I'm, I'm concerned about it. I'm also concerned about the elections. Like, I don't I don't feel anything good coming out of either of those. But that's just, you know, me speculating. Yeah. So, hopefully, we can, we can turn this corner and come back to, you know, this beautiful idea of this country, right? Uh, where all men are created equal and, and we don't have any of these injustices. So, uh, if you haven't seen it, watch, uh, killer Mike. It's a, it, I know it sounds like a, a terrible name, but killer Mike in Atlanta, uh, his speech, his emotional and passion speech, uh, sort of in, in reaction to the looting and the rioting, uh, is worth, is worth watching. And if you've, if you've watched it once, watch it again. It's, it's damn good. So, um, Check that out if you get a chance. His name is Killer Mike. Uh, so anyway, in uh, in lighter news, we are uh, we are starting to open back up as a country, right? Uh, things are well. I mean, we started to open up a little bit more aggressively until the riots and protest, but uh, but. Either way, we are still slowly opening up. I see kids in parks. I'm seeing golf I, courses are full. Been to three restaurants. You have, yeah. I've, I've only done it once. And so, so what is your, what is the one thing you're looking forward to, when when we're sort of you know when all restrictions are off and you can do whatever you want. Uh, traveling will be nice. Traveling, you know? yeah. Traveling is a big part of our. It's, well, it's a big part of our job, number one. Yeah. Uh, but it's also something that, personally, you and I, we both like to do, even when we're not working. Sure. Right. We're like I, I grew up traveling nonstop. Uh, my dad used to work for a big airline, so. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that, to being able to travel. Um, uh, restaurants. Uh, what about cigar shops? What, what's your what's your thought on cigar shops? Where uh, where do you think they they come out here? Uh, you know they they've been hurt badly, right? In the in the cigar business, online uh, and catalog retailers have gobbled up, gobbled up the consumption, right? Everybody buying cigars is is buying them online to the tune of somewhere. Uh, this is an estimate, obviously, somewhere in the ballpark of eighty five to ninety percent of sales are happening online right now. I mean, this is good and bad news, right? I mean, the good demand, the demand, still yeah, moving, yeah. The demand is still there. Uh, the bad thing is that our local retailers are suffering. Correct. We we've built this magazine for 14 years now on the concept that, or the philosophy that, if brick and mortar goes away, the cigar industry slowly goes away. So we have done everything that we've been able to do as a magazine to support brick and mortar retailers. Right. Every one of those travel stories. 
we feature cigar shops. It's uh, the magazine has been sent since day one, uh, complimentary to cigar shops all over the country, and so we've always wanted to support the uh, the brick and mortar, and so to see them hurting this badly is uh, is tough to watch. But do you think that? when they open back up, people start going back to lounges and hanging out? Or do you think that their buying patterns have changed so much that they don't come back? I think I think they do go back. And I'm going to compare it to the restaurants where I said I went to like three restaurants, which were the first things to open up. The restaurants that were doing the best are the ones with the outdoor seating. And they have accommodations for everybody to seat outside and everything is packed. The ones that only have the indoor seating, it's, it's like a ghost town when you go in there. You're the yeah. only one sitting inside the restaurant. And you're, you're sitting and then you're like, you have to, I don't know how these guys are going to pay their bills because we're the only ones eating here. However, the ones that are with the outdoor, that have the facilities to be able to have outdoor seating, they're benefiting big time. So hopefully, um, I know all retailers don't have the, the ability to have like terraces or outdoor seating, but maybe they can, I don't know, maybe they can all try to implement that if they don't have it or exploit it if they do have it. And that's how, you know that that flow that's starts all, going that's back all in there. well and good right now that the weather's and, and nice the su- and the summer no and the timing is great yeah too. so ideally we don't have a you know what they call the second wave or whatever they're talking about with corona don't even talk about that. Uh, <laughs> but ideally shut we don't have mouth. any of that shut and mouth. and when the winter comes things are more or less back to normal and people can go in uh to cigar shops so uh so that's that. What, what do you got? What do you have as as plans for the summer? You got you got any travel plans? So, I feel the staycation will be a big part of my my summer. So I have a bunch of um, hotel uh, reservations planned for uh, you know Florida Keys, uh, South Beach, which I never go to. So now it's almost like me going somewhere. <laughs> I'm going to South Beach. So yeah. uh, a lot of places that are you know accessible by car. Um, I'd like to take a little longer road trip and go explore a little of the U.S., but for the most part, it's a lot of local staycations. Yeah, we've got we've got some camping coming up. Uh, we'll be going up to uh, to Jonathan Dickinson State Park, which I hear is that's a, awesome. A great park, uh, beach nearby. Because in the summer, when take you're your camping, clubs. oh yeah, I'm taking my clothes. You crazy? Of course I am. Uh, so w- in the summer, when you're camping, you have to have a body of water nearby. Yeah. Because camping in the summer is brutally hot. Yeah. So you need to be able to jump in the water. So we're, we're doing that, and then uh, and then later in the summer we'll be doing uh, we'll be doing Marco Island. But there we'll be staying in a hotel. So the hotel opened for booking, and we we booked it right away. So does Jasper does Jasper play golf? I don't know. Do you? Do you, Jasper? Is a shark's ass watertight? Yeah, he's old. I don't know if he plays golf. Oh, he has uh, hickory clubs. <laughs> he plays with hickory club persimmon drivers. Do you need a cafecito? <laughs> so what about this? Um, let, let's move to talk about speaking of driving, right? The the whole drive through phenomena that's been going on in the country. I don't know if it's in the country. I should back that up a bit, but here in Miami, in South Florida, the drive-throughs, uh, the drive-through celebrations of birthdays and baby showers and grand. My neighbor the other day had a drive-through birthday for a one-year-old. Mm-hmm. 
a one-year-old. They stood out there with a one-year-old baby as the cars passed by. Baby, baby, baby. baby. And what do you? What do you? It's a one-year-old. He's gonna remember that. Yeah, of course. Uh, he may not be able to hear after that because it was a <laughs> lot of honking going on. But uh, but there there is a positive to the drive through Oh, there is. Oh, yes, there right? is. Right? When you're like, oh, no, so-and-so's having a drive through And that's all I got to do? Let's do it. Let's give them another, another yeah, uh, lap. A second, a second lap, yes. And then you're gone. Does anybody, awesome. do you guys know what we're talking about? I mean, let us know. Give us some feedback if you know what we're talking about. But in case you don't. As far, as far, I mean, I've seen a lot of graduations around the country, which they've okay. implemented the drive. So I think it might be it might be a little bit more common than just in South Florida because yeah, I've seen jet I always, skis and graduations. Yes, and but that was down here also. That was yeah, that was <laughs> in the Keys. But no, no, I think I've seen things uh, further north. Yeah, yeah. Because here, what's happening is, in case you still don't know what the hell we're talking about, is when someone's birthday here in Miami. It's com- like you're having a birthday. Everybody comes over, all your friends, and you have, you know, it's very common, right? Our weather, we have great weather. And uh, and so what people are doing now is is having their friends and family drive by the front of their house and honk their cars and decorate their cars uh, <clears throat> with uh, happy birthday stuff. And then they, they roll by, honk, and then the person stands outside playing music. And then, oh, thank you, thank you. Hey, happy birthday, oh, thank you. And then, and then the cars go back around for a second left, the ones that... That are really hardcore uh, friends or family, they will come back around for a second lap and then they're gone. Yeah. And it was like 10 minutes and you're done. Awesome. It is pretty awesome. So uh, my wife had a birthday the other day and she has been, the funniest thing is that she's been railing on how ridiculous these drive through birthdays are. Right. I and don't know if I can be in her. Right. Being the recipient of the drive through can't be easy. I'm not an attention uh person like you are <laughs> but uh i was gonna say about <laughs> yeah 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 uh but if you're driving through it's great but yeah if you're receiving it it's a little bit different so so she's railing about it and we're at my brother's house having dinner and she's telling my sister and my sister-in-law how ridiculous this whole thing is meanwhile her birthday's the next day and my sister and sister-in-law are looking at each other like, are you sure this is a good idea what we're about to do? So they had planned a surprise drive through for her. And uh, and she was super, my wife is just not that kind of person. She was super embarrassed by this, uh, but loved it in the end, you know, because no matter what, at the end of the day, when the cars start rolling by and f- people who you love are wishing you a happy birthday, you still enjoy it. And you don't have to clean up afterwards. And then you don't have to clean up, which is a beautiful thing for me. And I don't have to grill for all of them. <laughs> so so that was that was cool. Uh, and then my son my son graduated eighth grade. Congrats. Oh man, where's my horn? Oh, this Sorry, new setup. I we don't have a up. horn. I messed up. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. So so the school had a the school organized a, a pretty cool drive through where they they actually used it for multiple purposes. You drove through, dropped off your books, dropped off your computer. Computer, right. And then they gave you your your awards and things and and whatever the hell else they gave them and um and then we had the following day a mass like a socially distanced mass because it's a catholic school so we had a socially distanced math uh, mass and that where only one parent could go to the graduation mass uh, and so that that was pretty cool mm-hmm. again pretty easy but I, I felt bad for them because you know they he worked his butt off sure and uh and so you know, 
I've asked a couple of kids um, hypothetical questions. If they were given the option to take the and to do their entire year online or go back and go to school and be with their friends for the entire year. Do you know what the most of the kids said? I'd rather go back and be with my friends for the entire year. And I think that that's I think that that's the case because you also see it in the workplace. The surveys they've taken of people working remote, they feel the same way. However, you would have asked me that question when I was in school. I was like, "Give me online, baby. Get me out of here." I know you would have, <laughs> but I but I think most people are social yeah. animals. Yeah, you are an anomaly, sir. Yes. Uh, but before we keep talking about anomalies, where are you at with the cigar? Because now you're about half an inch or, or three quarters of an inch through. Where are you at with it? The peppers have subsided a yep, bit. Yep, for sure. Thank God. Because I was like, wow, uh, this is going to be a strong dude for me. I might have to drink <laughs> some Coke afterwards, but they've come down nicely. It's very well done. Do balanced. you need a cafecito? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Jasp, thanks for asking. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, this is very nice now. A lot creamier. Yes, the cream and the leather have like sort of overtaken the pepper in, in the, the driver's seat, let's say. Uh, yeah, really enjoyable smoke. If if you haven't uh, if you haven't gone out and uh, and picked up Viva La Vida, one of the things about Viva La Vida is that it is a brick and mortar only product. At least before the pandemic, their idea was again these guys coming from the brick and mortar world. Their idea was that the cigar would only be sold at brick and mortar. I don't know if they've changed uh, their philosophy. They're very smart guys. Uh, so I would imagine that, that they've, they've made whatever adjustment needs to be made for their business. But initially, you'd have to go get it at brick and mortar. So let us know. Have you come across Viva La Vida? If you haven't, go get it for, for I, I don't know how much it is. What ten, is it? Ten bucks, ten forty-five for the Robusto? For that price, you're getting a very bold cigar, in my opinion, at a very good price. Bold but balanced and creamy. Uh, and it's an AJ product, so you know... You know how maniacal AJ is about quality. Yeah. So uh, I would imagine that you guys know because we've talked about it multiple times on the show. Uh, not only is he incredibly talented uh, in the world of cigar making and growing, tobacco growing, uh, he's just so maniacal in attention uh, and his level of attention to detail is like world class. Like I think that this guy could have been anything in terms of like he could have he could have made world-class watches if that's what he w- w- would have been his sure. passion. Uh, anything or, or a chef or anything that requires meticulous attention to detail, you don't come across people. Uh, you know how they talk about in sports, like they'll say so-and-so is, is elite level, right? Yeah. Like the, he's an elite level wide receiver. or He's elite at this, elite at that. AJ is elite at uh, at attention to detail Uh just amazing, like I and I've I've told the story before where you're driving with him in the field and he sees a guy 200 yards away on a tractor, and he'll tell me, "Look at this guy, he's got that backhoe and he's only got it a foot and a half in the ground. That needs to be three feet in the ground for it to do what it needs to do." Wow! And then he'll honk at the guy and tell the tell the guy's supervisor, "Hey, you need to tell so and so that it, that hoe's got to go three feet in the ground, not one and a half." It's like holy mackerel! Like yeah, it comes it, it comes through in the product too because. There's so much complexity in all of his cigars that I that I noticed. You you get the flavors all over the place. So now you also we didn't talk about this earlier, but you are drinking uh, something with this. What are you drinking? 
you're drinking the it's a, mezcal. It's a mezcal. I don't know. Luminar. Luminar. Yeah. Luminar mezcal. The pairing is great because the the mezcal has a smokiness to it, yep. which complements this cigar very nicely. Yeah, it, I agree. Uh, mezcals in general, the smoky mezcals, uh, they they pair much better with cigars that are like this, right? Like for whereas say uh, tequilas, which are less smoky, and in most cases not at all smoky. They struggle with a cigar like this, unless it's a super, super flavorful Agreed. tequila. You have to you have to pay top dollar to get that in a tequila. Whereas in a mezcal, you can have a middle of the road mezcal that's smoky, and you can pair it with a cigar that's this strong and peppery, and it still holds up. I, on the other hand, opted for a Buffalo Trace. Not a bad selection there, partner. Yeah, I think I, I'm. If I was putting money on the pairings, I'd like my pairing. Oh, I like mine. Oh yeah. Well, let's put money on it. <laughs> How do you win this? Uh, so anyway, uh, one last thing about, about the drive throughs though. Uh, do you think cigar shops, uh, do you think that this drive through phenomena sort of creeps into the cigar culture? I, I think it's, it's, it's tough because people don't smoke in their cars. A lot of them. They don't like to smoke in their cars. So... How do you think that the drive-throughs uh, permeate into the cigar culture? Do you think it does? Well, because that was your question. Yeah, I, I saw some. I saw a story of like, I believe it was like Long Island, the guy who used to own Model Sports. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You and did and they, that story. they, um, they kind of were doing that. But I mean, it, we were at the peak of of lockdown, you know, and they they couldn't get You're to right. their they, favorite lounges. Yeah. So I've they were they that. were kind of doing it. Uh, well, what they but what they did was they drove. Uh, to a spot, and they all sort of sat on the hoods of their cars, right, and smoked cigars and talked and whatever, like they would hang out in a lounge, right, 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 right. Yeah. So maybe in like some some places where they have more restrictive uh, smoking laws, uh, maybe that gets implemented a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, I I, I, and I still I'd like to know from the audience, what are you doing? Are you doing anything? Uh, are you doing anything along those lines? How are you? getting together with your buddies aside from zoom because i know a lot of people are smoking through zoom calls and that's okay and all but i want to know on a person to person front like as things open up a little bit what are you doing are you are you doing that are you driving to a spot and then just all kind of hanging out from your car and talking are you forget this i'm i'm hanging out with my buddies no problem i know they're safe Uh, what are you doing i'd like to know tweet us yeah Tweet us, uh, send us an email at feedback at cigarsnobmag.com. Uh, send us a tweet at cigarsnobmag or, uh, or even send us a picture and, and tag us on Instagram. Either, wh- whatever you want to do. We're, uh, we're on those platforms and Facebook as well, obviously. Uh, let us know what you're doing. Uh, sometimes, sometimes we'll pick you and, and, uh, and send you something like we did with Alex Bell. Who Graham. got it? Who got his? Not Graham. Sorry. No. <laughs> Alex, I hope you like the stuff the, that we sent. Um, so I think I think that's what we got. Let's take a, a quick break, and we'll come back with some parting recommendations. Brothers Billy and Gus Fakie, former owners of the Cigar Inn retail shops in New York City, have put their years of experience serving a broad range of cigar smokers into their new cigar company, Artesano del Tobacco. Their first release, Viva La Vida, is a Nicaraguan puro produced at the A.J. Fernandez factory. Viva La Vida is available in five Vitolas. 
a 6.5 by 54 Torpedo, a 6 by 54 Toro, a 6 by 60 Grand Toro, a 5 by 54 Robusto, and a limited edition Diademas Finas, which is a beautifully made Perfecto that's 6.5 by 52. Prices range from $10.50 for the Robusto up to $14.50 for the limited edition Diademas Finas. The cigars are not only made by A.J. Fernandez, but also distributed by him as well. Viva La Vida cigars are only available at brick-and-mortar cigar shops, so ask your local dealer for Viva La Vida, or look them up at artesanodeltobacco.net. You can also connect with them via their Facebook and Instagram, at Artesano Del Tobacco. All right, and so we are back for some parting recommendations. This is where we try to give you our thoughts on what we've tried recently that we like, whether it's to eat, smoke, drink, uh, play golf, whatever. In this case, it's golf. Yeah. Right? What do you got? So, use some of my federal... Uh, Ooh, stimulus money. Stimulus money. Wow. And went the cheap route. <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm, I'm surprised. I'm not surprised. I don't know where to stand on this. And I Even on stimulus, you still went cheap? I, I still went cheap. It's, it's just that I got spammed some... One of those side banner ads. Uh-huh. They always work on me. Uh, it was a pair of FootJoy Pro SL spikeless golf shoes. So I've never owned a pair of spikeless shoes. So I was I was kind of interested in doing it. However, it was a, sp- a, a great deal. I got them like very very cheap. Uh, okay. But they're half a size too big, <laughs> and they're red, white, and blue. Oh baby, the trophies! Oh yeah, <laughs> you went you went FootJoy Trumpy model. They're the MAGA shoes. Yes. but but. Uh, it's a great, great pair. Like I, I tried them on the other day, and but they're big, half a half a size. I give you, you lace them up tight. You're good. Lace them up tight. Extra socks. Extra socks. You're good. Okay. Uh, but um, I've never, I mean, I've never worn like spikeless golf shoes. So I think I'm kind of swinging different nowadays. Not as uh, violently as you used to. I think my footwork is better. Okay. You know, I think my footwork was a little out of whack back in the day, and I think I've been able to to improve that. And I, I feel like by going spikeless, I think I can, I think I can play with it. I mean, besides it being like very wet and maybe slipping and sliding all over the place, I think they're going to be nice. I haven't haven't used them yet on the course, but I'll, I'll let you know as soon as I do. But I'm excited about them. How about well, you? You can't make a recommendation if you haven't used it. They're comfortable as shit. I've walked around the house with them. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, so I'll stick with golf then. Uh, so right before the pandemic, I had I ordered a Sky Caddy, which is a which is a GPS based uh, yardage right tool for golf, and so I've used it now in four rounds. I don't know that my scores have been any better mm-hmm. but i can't blame the the no, device no but at least what does it do so the easiest thing that i like that it does is i can clip it to the, so nowadays i play a lot with my kids and because because of the pandemic or even before the pandemic it's two kids and me so i can't rent a cart right so we all walk and so when i, I put it on the side of my golf bag when I, I set my golf my clubs down next to where i'm gonna where i'm gonna hit the ball and it shows you autom- at full time. It's showing you the distance. It knows what hole you're on. It knows what course you're on. And, and so it shows me the distance uh, to the front, back and middle. But then if you want 
if you want to take a closer look, you can tap on it, and then you can see the green. And they've had and the layout of the hole, right? The layout, of, the layout of the hole, obviously. So on a on a long on a on a par five, you can see where the water is, or or if there's water in place somewhere, you can see where all of that is, and you can point to it. You can tap on it, and then it shows you the distance to that hazard. That's awesome. So that's excellent. And then when you get to the green, when you when you tap on the green, it actually shows you the green with the undulations of the green. So it shows you where where the let's say if there's like a ridge on the green wow. that you want to get past. So you may go one club up to be able to get to that to that get over that ridge. Uh, really good, especially Again, especially on a course you've never played before. So exactly. you don't know where water is. You don't know if there's ridges on the green. So that's got to be great. Really loving that uh, the sky caddy. And uh, and my kit. So now now that I've got these super accurate yardage, right? My kit. We're, when we're walking, you know, they're both lefties, so their their tendencies are different than mine. I'm a right-handed player, so uh, so they'll be on the way on the other side of the fairway, like Baba, how far am I? <laughs> Any second now, I'm gonna have to buy them one because it's driving me crazy. And I'm way over there, and then guys are trying to hit their ball, and these two kids are screaming at me. So, but anyway, I. I recommend it, man. And uh, and it wasn't expensive. It it wasn't uh I like like what you have, right? Where it's uh like a binocular system to to point at a flag and to, but that just tells you the distance of the flag and it doesn't show you anything else. Yeah, that's it. And so I like this a lot. They've had uh what they did is they have guys who walk with these backpacks. They walk the courses with these backpacks that kind of record the uh the area. So that they know, and then they they obviously jot down everything, and so they've got a record of of what it's thousands of courses that they have, and so pretty impressed by it. So cool. The, the sky, I forget what model I have, but it's the Sky Caddy. You can you can look it up, and it's it's the latest one that you can tap on the on the screen because the previous model you had to like scroll with this little mouse thing. But uh, anyway, that's my recommendation. Uh, that's all we got. That's it, huh? Yep. Yep. I think it's a short show today. I'm not sure. Hopefully, you can hear me this time. I think so. I think uh, I think our audio came through. What do you What do you think, Jasper? Is the audio good? Oh, it's the bee's knees. You heard it from Jasper. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you again, Jasper. Take us away. See ya. You've been listening to the Cigar Snob Podcast. Tune in next time for more nonsense and chicanery. But in the meantime, you can find previous episodes of the podcast on cigarsnob.com slash podcast. Follow us at Cigar Snob Mag on all the social media platforms and be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast on Apple Podcast. Until next time, hasta luego.